The Sneaky Athletic Podcast is sponsored by Nobody. On the show today, we talk more about some free agents, where they went, how it impacts the league, and a few not yet signed. We play a quarterback game, and then we answer your questions from Twitter. But now it's time to sit back, relax, pour yourself a drink, and let's talk some football. Cheers, boys. Cheers. Welcome to the Sneaky Athletic Podcast, round two. I am joined, as always, by Dustin Isbell and Tyler Steggy. I am, of course, your host, Anthony, with the long Italian last name. How you feeling, Dustin? Feeling good. You know, we are recording this a little earlier than, than usual. Um, I'm going to go ahead and blame that one on Tyler here. But uh, hopefully we'll be back to a normal recording schedule next week. Uh, how are you doing, Tyler? <laughs> uh, I'm normally a morning person too, but I'm, I'm, I'm hurting today. Um, we're excited. Uh, first off, thank you to everybody uh, for listening to the first one. The feedback was awesome. Um, you guys got to hear me say the F-bomb like 190 times. Um, so that'll be improved upon, uh, but no, seriously, thank you. And, um, we're excited to get this thing going again and, uh, answer some, some questions from you guys and interact with you guys. So, so to get started today, we're going to talk some more about free agents that have, uh, moved since the last time we talked. And then we're going to talk about some other guys who haven't moved or haven't been traded yet, but let's start with the biggest name first, who is of course, Mike Glennon signed. Of course, totally changing the landscape of the league. How does this change the power structure in the NFL? Not just I, the draft plans. I was maybe Oakland had a chance at Kyler, but I don't think they do anymore. I yeah, think I think that's off the table. Yeah, I, I think they're going with a quarterback competition yeah, of Glennon and Carr. Future, and, yeah, yeah. And I this mean, is going to absolutely bring the best out of Derek Carr. You know, when when you want the best out of your starting quarterback, you bring Mike Glennon in. This is the Mayock plan. This is what <laughs> they've had in all along. I mean, I'm excited for them. Innovator. <clears throat> I mean, any other? I mean, we 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 uh, we signed Adrian McCarron. The Texans signed Adrian McCarron. You, you know, get, you get the hot girlfriend to come with the, in the fan base. <laughs> that was the first thing I thought. <laughs> That's what everybody. <laughs> that was the first thing I thought. What's her name again? Catherine. Oh my gosh. Something. But I, I'll, I'll never forget Brett Musper just on national television, just infatuated over this woman. That was probably one of my favorite things. <laughs> that was so gross. <laughs> that was so disgusting. Oh. That guy gets it probably every single time he enters a new locker room. Yeah. He has to explain that situation. Like, yeah, I'm dating one of the baddest women alive. It's not a bad situation. <laughs> no, it's either. not. It's not. He <laughs> okay walks around it. like he's got the... <laughs> Pretty okay with it. <laughs> okay, but there were some actual big names that moved. Justin Houston goes to the Colts for a one-year deal. Um, absolutely love the move. You know, they're able to get a premier pass rusher on a short-term deal. And we know they were trying to stand pat in a lot of situations, not adding the high-priced talent, obviously avoiding Le'Veon, didn't go crazy after D. Ford. But they, they waited around, they tried to be smart with their money, and it really worked out for them. This is a significant upgrade that can change how the division is looked at. Yeah, it, it, it has. It already was. I mean, two words, Chris Ballard. I mean, everything he's done so far has really impressed me. He, I mean, he's out here signing, you know, third-tier free agents like Pierre Desaire and uh, the pass rusher, Marcus Hunt. 
and juicing value out of them, and then and then also like resigning them. I mean, they're they're due contracts. And he's like, you know what? These guys these guys worked for me. They worked for my system that we have here, and 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 that and that's that's just how it goes. They're, they're, it's working. So I mean, I I hate that he's in my division. Anytime you can find a Justin Houston this late in free agency, a guy a pass rusher this productive. That's baller. He, he, he just waited. He yeah. just waited on it, and he wait, He waited to see who was going to be available to get a, a slight discount and, or, like, a short-term deal, and, and, and he landed Justin Houston. So now he's got an edge guy. Uh, I just wish <laughs> – I don't know. Ryan Grigson was – it was so fun to have Ryan Grigson in the division, man. <laughs> it, 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 Chris Ballard has worked magic for them over there. So, yeah, I mean, they should be the favorites going into – you think so? Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I think so, too. I mean, I think they have to be because <clears throat> you have Andrew Luck. You had Justin Houston. You had a complimentary weapon like Funches, who it was fun to pick on that he's not like a premier receiver, but he fits that second outside position. And then they really didn't lose anybody either. You know, if you look at free agency, there's always like additions and subtractions, and there's just no subtractions for them. Yeah. I mean, they resigned everybody who really mattered to their team's success. So no one was going to get sniped by another team. Then you get Justin Houston, who's practically a guaranteed comp pick next year, unless you re-sign him. It's been nothing but positive. Yeah, and they still have a ton of youth that's that's just getting better. I mean, they still have Malik Hooker. They, I mean, last year they hit on basically every pick in the draft, and then they have this incoming draft class. So, I mean, it's scary to think about how good they could be with Andrew Luck. I mean, just stepping into his prime here. So... Absolutely. And staying in the division, I mean, Jacksonville gets better, um, although that was a tough loss losing a fan favorite in Bortles. The boat. The boat. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but they got better with Nick Foles and some other additions. Tennessee got better. Indianapolis, like we just talked about, got better. So as a Texans fan, do you think you got better? Yeah, I mean, I think, I think, we're, a, I think we're a better team. Um, not necessarily like we didn't take the jumps that maybe everyone else in this division took, but I don't think we necessarily needed to. Um, I, I we have to see the draft before I I I comment on that really, just because our biggest need has, is obviously offensive lineman and cornerback, and those were the two thinnest markets for free agents. So I need to see how we address that in our first three picks. I kind of expect us to hit all three of those, or I'll two of those positions in our first three picks. So could you see a tight end being drafted early with it by us? <clears throat> yeah. 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 Tight end would be cool too. I mean, they could, but like, I don't think the tight ends were the problem. Like you have Thomas, you have some other young guys, the offensive line, the offense and Watson were the problems. Not that Watson's a big negative, but he's not a guy who like throws to the tight ends. Does it really help them getting another one? Yeah. And um, when we used him, when we used Jordan Tom, I mean, we drafted two tight ends last year in the third round. Um, so that's also why I think that they probably won't go after a high pick with a tight end. We don't typically do that. Um, we have other glaring needs, but man, a guy like TJ Hawkinson would, would help us in both the run game and, and our passing game so much. So um, obviously that's my dream pick, but uh, I know we have other needs. Great pick. Great pick. <laughs> Moving on to some NFC East teams. So the Dallas Cowboys finally get their safety. It's George Iloka, who's fine. They also get uh, the Packers slot receiver Randall Cobb if he's not dead. Um, clearly had needs at safety, number two receiver, and then slot receiver replacing uh, Cole Beasley. But do these guys solve their issues? I like the Iloka signing much more than I do the, the Randall Cobb signing. Well, or as an Eagle fan, vice versa, I hate 
not to be confusing. Yes, I don't think Randall Cobb has much juice left, and he hasn't for a while. Um, if there's any quarterback, I think that would benefit from Cobb. It is Dak. Is Dak? Yeah. Can't throw past ten yards, but Cobb is still like only twenty eight, right? Yeah. What, what what happened? I, Did I he think a foot injury or foot injury? injury? Yeah. Well, it's multiple injuries, really. Multiple. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if he has much juice left either. Um, I would have loved like Golden Tate there. I, Ooh, that would have been a much better nice. fit for me, yeah. uh, but I don't, just don't think they had. I don't know what the difference is when we're in the contracts, but I just don't think they have the money for that. I mean, it's a sizable difference. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, did we see the the graphic on Twitter of their their playmakers, and they included thirty nine year old fucking Jason Witten? Come yeah. on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, this just feels crazy to me. Like, this is a historically great tight end draft right you just got spurned by the eagles who jumped ahead of you to right to pick dallas goddard and you rather than go after the draft hard and double down and trying to find your future tight end you signed jason witten out of the booth just insane yeah just half dead jason witten i mean as an nfc's fan this is awesome yeah i mean just imagine if they pass someone like dj hawkinson because they're like oh we're jason witten we're fine yeah i mean it's crazy it's It'd be pretty, pretty laughable. I mean, I that's mean, a fireable offense. I mean, I ha- you have to think that in their head, they're like, okay, we're signing Witten, and then we're going to draft a guy. But if they it's don't do it, oh, my God, yeah. man. Like, just right back to where they – right back to just the shitty decisions that they've and, been making. And if they, if they do draft a tight end and Witten is, you know, the teaching the young guy, yeah. you know, showing him the ropes, fine. Sure. But don't – on Twitter, don't show a graphic of your playmakers and include Jason. And think he's someone on, who's going to move the needle at all. He has been good. I mean, wasn't that the NFL.com? I don't think it was Talbot's no, at yeah, all. it was a Twitter. Or, or it was the NFL, NFL who put Twitter. it out. Like, I mean, that's just crazy. At NFL – puts that out it's not even the cowboys everybody naturally hates the cowboys because they say shit like that and it's like come on man they ain't good the cowboys are still going to be decent but they don't this offseason isn't helping them at all and they don't have the picks well they still their defense is filthy i think they have a whole defense besides marcus lawrence on the line is anyone even eligible to play at the start of the season i feel like every guy keeps getting suspended yeah i mean i think Demarcus Lawrence was probably their only real impactful pass rusher. Everyone else just feasted on the one-on-ones that Demarcus got them. Yeah. Um, but you know, I mean, there's still a solid defense. Um, yeah. I mean, Iloka I fits in that system. They have a great defensive backfield. They have awesome linebackers. Filthy. Right, and uh, they still have a good offensive line. They still have a great running back. Dak's safe with the ball. Amari Cooper can make plays. They're fine. They're a really good football team. But through all that, they really didn't get better. Too much, yeah. And it's tough to improve when you don't have a first-round pick. I mean, that, that. I mean, I get that, but I don't know what their hope is. Like, you could have made some moves. You could have traded people. You could have done something to, to try to go for it one last time with Dak on a rookie deal. But I, I don't know what their plan is going forward besides resigning everyone. Yeah, I mean – and just real quick, shouts to Rod Marinelli. He always gets that defense to outperform, too. It's, I, I love that guy. He's one of my favorite coaches in the league. That defense plays fast, man. He's good at his job. <clears throat> yeah, he is, unfortunately. Uh, but moving on to another team in the NFC East, who we have no idea what they're doing. Uh, the Redskins go ahead and signed Adrian Peterson in a win-now running back signing that I have no idea what was for. And then they signed Eric Flowers. And I, look, I get he was a first-round tackle. Um, he's he is only on a one-year deal. I get it, but 
but why are we paying this man $4 million when he's been obliterated at multiple positions on multiple teams? Why is he still getting like shot? And this guy literally has gotten so many opportunities because of the school he played at and the position he was taken at. And it's insane. He's so bad. You could have gone and like got gone after Daryl Williams, who's coming off an injury. Like you could have made smarter decisions if you were looking to sign guys like this. And you just were like, ah, let's go with Eric Flowers. Like it's a Redskins move if I've ever seen one. It, he's awful. <laughs> I don't have much. There isn't a ton to say because he's just not very good, and he keeps getting money. I, I will say, I really hope the AP signing doesn't impact too much uh, how much we see Darius guys. I want to, as a football fan, I want to see Darius guys next year, like actually with a, a, a nice role. I mean, I don't think they're, I don't think it's going to stop Darius guys. I don't understand why you sign him when you have Chris Thompson. Thompson. Right. Yes. Exactly. Chris Thompson's really good. Yeah. Like no like, one's signing really Adrian Peterson right now. You can wait for another injury. You can yeah. get him middle of the year. Yeah. I, I just don't get the rush. Yeah, you one of those things that, like, anytime you kind of get banged up in your running back room, you just give AP a call because probably no one else is going after him right now. I mean, he, he ran well, uh, but I, I, I don't know. Not, not a, kind of a weird move to me, too, but that's the Redskins. Yeah, that's the Redskins is right. Um, moving on to the NFC North. Right, the Bears get a little bit better. They add Cordero Patterson on offense, who I think is is awesome fit because him and Tree Cohen are these incredible versatile weapons um, that can do all kinds of different things. You still need another outside receiver to complement Allen Robinson. You need a you need another guy there, but they still have you know Trey Burton. They still are pretty good on offense, and they got better. But you get Clinton Dix, who and look, I love. Haha, ha, I'm a big believer, but he doesn't replace Adrian Amos in my head. Uh, unless the money was going to be just, you know, $9 million a year difference, I just don't get it. I mean, he's a fine free safety, but Adrian Amos is such an impactful safety, and now now he's going to go play against you twice a year in green. A- Amos made, what, $9 million a year, I think? Yeah, it was four yeah, for yeah. 36. And yeah. yeah, and and you're going to let him walk like you said, to a division rival, and you're going to downgrade, take their ex-safety, and ha-ha Clinton Dick. Like, he's, not, he's just not that good. He's I mean, he's okay, but he, I don't think he's very good. I think the Bears need to go and draft a safety, too, on top of this, which is kind of like, I and mean, hopefully they have a plan in place there, but it was really funny to watch the Bear, Bears Twitter just, like, laugh at a Green Bay and be like, oh, you guys are going to sign this guy for $13 million a year, and then it comes out that it's nine, and they're all biting their tongues, yeah. and it's like... I, I don't understand why why didn't they resign they, him? They, they, I sent on a tweet and people's were, Bears fans were saying he, he's the tenth or eleventh best defender on the team, which I don't agree with. But no, if he were no, to not do even that, close. He's like the third. Yeah, like what he does on defense is that's the prototypical safety. He covers. He plays slot. He can play. Yeah, deep, he's everything you he's want. Your Swiss Army knife right. at safety position that, that can hide a lot of deficiencies in a defense. And people say that the safety position is kind of being devalued, but when you have somebody who can bring that much versatility to your defense, that's not just a typical safety. That is a guy that you that can make an offense change their game plan because of you. So, And we saw it with, like, for instance, Eric Weddle with the Ravens. Yeah. And, and that was why it was such a surprise walk. He was one of the best safeties last year. You can have an impact at the safety position. Amos is a... Yeah, I think it's pretty obvious when you don't have a good safety back there. Uh, you don't need a great one, but if you don't have a good one, a good quarterback picks on that so easily. Um, you know, I've watched Kirk Coleman for all those years. It's pretty obvious 
when you have a bad safety? Kurt Coleman. He had a four interception yeah, game. <laughs> I remember that. It was like against Carolina or Atlanta or something. Uh, I don't, oh, Red uh, I don't want to talk about it. I don't remember Just the such bad memories. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think the Packers clearly changed um, the winds of power in the NFC North. Oh, yeah. I mean, think about, you know, their main competition, the Vikings. Um, they did nothing. I mean, they lose Sheldon Richardson, uh, who was good for them, wasn't great. It's probably better fit in Cleveland anyway. Uh, you lose uh, uh, Sendejo, uh, who was pretty much half dead after – Garrett Blunt skull dragged him into the end zone. So, I mean, they didn't get like worse per se, but they really didn't get better at all. We can just, yeah. it doesn't even have to be that detailed. Kirk Cousins just doesn't know how to win a, a meaningful game. So, I mean, the offensive line is trash. It's yeah. one of the worst in the league. Like, it's with us there. So they have to go about addressing And they that. did nothing about yeah, it. Yeah. They didn't do anything. But there wasn't, that's the thing, is there just wasn't that much to do. But, sure. But still. Um, also, you didn't get any better. So you can sit on it, not pay someone like uh, the tackle from the Patriots, Trent Brown. Um, but you're not going to get any better if you don't do a move like that. So, Yeah, and then the rest of the division, you know, the Lions got a little better and Flowers, but they're not – they didn't make a huge change. Um, the Bears kind of broke even, if not lost something. Uh, I mean, the Packers are the problem. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the- this is probably the most pressure Aaron Rodgers has had heading into a season in a long time. I'm tired of, you know, injuries or it being McCarthy's fault. Like, you got a new head coach. You have a run game. He's got you, a good team. He's got a good defense. Yeah. I want to actually see Aaron Rodgers come back to MVP form because there's no excuse. It's, for, it's important to. for him to do this for his legacy. Um, and just as us, I mean, we watched him. And we've, we've caught, I think he's the, great, the most skilled quarterback that's ever played the position. So, like, let's put it all together. Let's win another Super Bowl. Yes. Well, yeah. uh, they we have three picks have in the one, top yeah. 44. Like, they have they have ammunition to make this roster, like, one of the best rosters in the NFL. Mm-hmm. So, And I can't wait to see Aaron Jones in actual running. Yes, that's so fun. exciting. Yeah. I'm so excited for that. It's so important. Yeah. Well, sticking with a, a Packers team, we're going to have just a few more guys to go through. Clay Matthews goes to the Rams. Um, he gets to go home, play at the same stadium. We play at USC. That's exciting for him, but – Combine that with them re-signing Dante Fowler. I mean, they already have a great defensive line, um, but now you're adding these fastball weapons on the outside. I mean, this is this is awesome. I thought the Rams, yeah, the Eric Weddle signing, the the Matthews. I'm ex- I, I'm curious to see how he's going to do with his hand in the ground. Um, and, and then, like you said, the Fowler, the Fowler signing too. Um, the Rams are going to be good for a while. <laughs> yeah, the Rams are going to be good yeah. for a long time, and this is a good move. We talked about earlier, like. You know, the Texans and the, the Vikings not addressing their needs in, in free agency. And the Rams didn't have a ton of stuff to work with, but they still found a way to address that edge rush need. And this is what good teams do. So they go out and find guys that are going to give you value short term. And they can move on if they need to at the end of a year or two years. But they, they're going to have Clay Matthews. They're going to have Dante Fowler back. And so now they don't have the pressing issue to go get – you know, reach on an edge guy at the end of the draft, which is just so it's it's a just valuable thing for them to be able to do. So I like I like their offseason so far. It's been good. Yeah, and I think with the way that uh, the NFL is going, one of the best things you can do as a defense to kind of stay ahead of the the, the crazy run up offense like the Chiefs and that the Rams want to run is if you can get three to four big linemen who can stuff the run but also be pass rushers like Fletcher Cox, like Indomitian Sue, like Aaron Donald, like Brockers, 
uh, even like Brandon Graham, you can be a pass rush team up front, but still a stout run defense. And your back seven can be a true back seven where your linebackers are coverage based and you could start to, you can really stop the pass and focus on it, but still not have to worry about the run. And the other cool thing about Clay Matthews is he can play that middle linebacker and base sets and, and he can play on the second level. So I think he gives them good versatility there. I'm actually really excited for him over there. Um, but you also have – they did lose Barron uh, as he goes to the Steelers. Uh, fills a nice need there where uh, they've lost some people. Obviously, they're still hoping that uh, Shazier can come back in, uh, I'm assuming, about two years. And But they're trying to build a good defense now. Obviously, you're not having to pay Bell and Antonio Brown after – the next year. So they've made those improvements, but are the Steelers better yet? It's going to be really interesting to see what Pittsburgh does next year. Just as, like how successful they are. I have no, idea. it would be very hard for me to put a win even after the draft. I, I just don't know if anything's going to change that much. Well, it's March, so you can't cap wins. Yeah. That. I mean, you come on, put, Tyler. You can't they're, cap wins. <laughs> they're not getting a new quarterback, um, but they lose their, their two best players. Well, they didn't have Le'Veon Bell last year, but they lost their best player. Um, they're going to be a hard team to project. I have no idea what to expect from them. I agree with you. I, I have, I'm not really entirely sure if that defense is – I mean, Joe Hayden's your number one corner, and he played out of his mind last year. I've always kind of been a uh, – I criticized Joe, Craig, uh, Joe Hayden, uh, his career – his whole career, really. I've just never thought he's as good as people say he was. But he played really well last year. But that's kind of an issue moving in you – know, I don't know how old he's going to be next year, but in his 30s for sure – uh, cornerback shelf life is not that long. Moving going into a season with him being your number one corner, it's a little bit of an issue. So we'll see what they do. We'll see indeed. Uh, so Bruce Irvin uh, goes to the Panthers as an edge rusher. Fills a very obvious need. Like the move, like the money, like the guy. I mean, he's not Julius Peppers in his prime, but he's good. Does this change your defensive outlook? It's a hole they, they had and they needed to address it, so I understand the signing, uh, but I don't think it moves the needle too much for me. I don't think he's going to come out and get 12 sacks. Um, so I still think they have a hole there, but short term, I, I get what they're doing. Uh, and one thing about, sorry, about the Panthers real quick, they, they're losing Thomas Davis. I, I love Thomas Davis. I, he hasn't been as productive as the last, I mean, three years ago, but his last few years have still been productive. I like him in Keekly, and that, I think that'll be a, We'll see how Shaq Thompson plays. Yeah. That'll be interesting. Thomas Davis' career has been really – it's really it's cool. insane. It's yeah. a really cool career. Yeah. I mean, after all those injuries. Yeah. It's that – also. Yeah. 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 Age like wine. Well, that might be an overstatement, but uh, one of the last moves, Perfect, goes to the Raiders, and probably the most perfect personality for fan base – I've seen Raiders had such a huge hole for a playmaking linebacker. Um, this drastically does change what they're able to do on defense. Obviously, they still need pass rushers. Obviously, they still need some defensive back help. But, I mean, the Raiders, with their picks, do you think they're good enough now that they can draft some other guys, or is it all defense? First of all, before we get into the Raiders, uh, they have to be on hard knocks, right? Like, have to be. I know they're one of oh, the 100%. eligible teams, but the personalities on that team now, it, it's just its just perfect. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think they need the draft. I think they need this draft, and they need to hit on this draft. Right now, that defense is, is not good. Um, it's not going to be good enough to make a push. I don't even really know what the offense is, to be honest. But they are doing, in my opinion, the right moves. Um, we'll see what, how the draft works out for them. They need to be able to get 
pass rush. That's that's the biggest thing. Yep. So they have to hit on those guys. Well, I mean, they're pretty much going to get some choice of Quentin Williams or uh, Josh Allen. So they're going to get a pass rusher. Yeah, yeah unless they, they trade up for Kyler Murray. They're getting someone. Right, and I've, I've, I follow a couple of Raider fans on Twitter, and it seems like they're getting – I know the excitement around maybe taking a quarterback. You want something new, but it, to me, it's not the smart thing to do. Um, get a blue-chip player that's going to work out on your D-line and build outside of that. Uh, that's what you need. <laughs> and Derek Carr is good enough to keep moving, and you don't know exactly what how good he is. We saw him in, play like an MVP before, so see if you can get him back to that form and, and just close. build the trenches. Yeah, you know? just close to that form. Yeah. Yeah, build a trend. Build, build the trenches is the biggest thing. I mean, that's what they did. They did it in free agency in the draft last year. Now it's build the other side. I like Mo Hurst. I like Arden Key as a rotational rusher. Go draft some guys. Like, how would you, you guys feel if they hypothetically took Haskins at four? Because I've seen. I think I would be pissed as a Raiders fan. Yeah, I would too. I would be like really like because you're not going to get at this point. It doesn't look like you'd get any value for Derek Carr, any worthy value. Well, no, but. It, it it really just comes down to if Haskins is the guy, if you look at him and you say, that's Big Ben, he's a can't-miss prospect, he's he's a, a franchise star quarterback, then you take him regardless of everything else going on. But to take him over Derek Carr right now, I don't know if that's a sure thing. I mean, Gruden, I think, is sold on Carr. I think most of the NFL is pretty sold on Carr. And there's really – you're not going to be able to get value for Derek Carr. If you trade Carr now, it just signifies to the rest of the league, trade up ahead of us because we're taking a quarterback. If you trade him after the draft, you have no leverage. He's not worth anything. You're not like – no one's going to trade you top dollar for Derek Carr. And I don't think with what you know about Carr that you can go ahead and say, Haskins is for sure the guy. Let's cut bait and run now. It's too dangerous. And you'd have to sell that idea to Antonio Brown. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> like you, if you trade for him, keeping him happy is obviously a, a important piece moving forward. And if you trade the quarterback that he has vocally said he fucks with hard, yeah. you can't. I just. I mean, he just made a music video with him. <laughs> yeah. You know, like it, now him. would be a horrible timing. Him. Yeah, and I actually am pretty high on Dwayne Haskins. I, I like Haskins. I, I actually do see the Ben Roethlisberger in him. But I, I agree that the value with Carr just isn't there. It's just worth riding it out. Go yeah. get, Grab those blue-chip players that are going to build this team, and then in a year or two years, if Carr isn't what you want, now you go get a quarterback, but you have this – you get a quarterback on a rookie deal, most likely. You go draft a guy, and then you have this team that's built around him that you can afford to pay for that player. So I, I, I kind of like waiting, too. I've been convinced. Yeah, and that's the thing too. I'm glad you brought it financially. Financially, it makes no sense either because you're still there's. I'm I'm sure the dead cap for Derek Carr moving forward is ridiculous. So it's, you're not supposed to trade a quarterback two years after signing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's better now than it would have been last yeah. year, but it's still awful. Uh, so there's a couple guys who are still out there. Um, you have Jay Ajayi, uh, premier running back when healthy. Um, I mean, obviously, he's coming off a broken back and an ACL tear, and he has that degenerative knee thing, uh, which seems to be fine but could always come back. I mean, do you guys see him going anywhere other than Philly on a one-year deal? I just can't see anywhere else. I think it makes the most sense as well. Yeah. After this long and free agency, and most of the teams have kind of figured out their what they need at running back, they've signed guys or they already have a plan moving into the draft, that makes the most sense to me too. Yeah, I mean, I guess you could go to Indianapolis and reunite with Frank Reich, but I just, there's, if, 
how we had to have a talk with him and say, if you get a one-year deal, I'll match it. Because you get the shot at a comp pick with him, and you also get um, a chance to resign him. He just fits here, you know? And outside of, like, Oakland, I mean, wouldn't you want to go to Philly? Because it's like... First of all, you know the system, and secondly, you're going to get an opportunity. The depth chart looks yeah, like crap right there. now, so you want that opportunity. Yeah, I mean, he fits the locker room. He fits the yeah. system. He fits the yeah. fans. Yeah, it just makes sense. Yeah, it was cool that you got that, that, that'll happen because I remember him in Miami. I mean, he basically got shoved out the door because they said he wasn't a team player, and he, he wanted his, he wanted his own, and then he goes to you guys, and he seems perfectly fine with being in a committee, and, like, and he runs so hard. I, From the Eagles' perspective, I don't see why you wouldn't sign him to a one-year deal. I, yeah, I mean, I think the whole locker room problem was just Miami covering their ass. Yeah. I mean, you know, with him and Landry, and, and I, I believe in Gase a lot, but to say that that was to say that that was anything other than an optics move is just a lie, and I hate that. If you want to move on from from them for whatever reason, that's fine. But like and, when Chip Kelly ditching Deshaun Jackson, like. You don't have to lie about gang ties and locker room cancer. You could just move on for whatever other reason. It's just, it. I just hate that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Gase got into it with Parker too. Yeah, they uh, had a Parker was just helping, and now he's. Well, just... I mean, Parker sucks, so it kind of. <laughs> he doesn't really have much leverage with Gase there. Uh, one of the other last guys is Ziggy Ansa, so yeah. a premier edge rusher and. When you take out all the guys who resigned or took franchise tags before free agency started, he was the most effective pass rusher. And with so many teams needing that edge rusher, what's holding him back? Why isn't he signed? The guy who takes that long to sign, the first thing that pops in my head is there has to be something going on medically. Um, I mean, an agent has to be something. Something has to be going on behind scenes that we don't know about. Um, but as far as skill and talent, I mean, yeah, he's – a filthy pass rusher, and he still – I know he has been injured the last – I think he played like seven games or ten games. been eight in the last yeah. two years. Yeah. That, yeah. Um, but, yeah, if he's on the field, fuck yeah. And anybody who can get to the, 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 the quarterback, that's what you want. He could do that. So Yeah, I mean, he's, he's – at this point, he's going to come out at a bargain. I mean, it, we're – it's crazy to me that he hasn't been signed, but you, you bring up a good point. I think there is something going on with the injury history. Um, so that's probably why teams are a little wary. I don't – something's not checking out. But uh, I still think that – you know, he's, he's worth looking at, especially, I mean, we talk about these teams that need edge rushers, like who's going to go sign him so they don't have to be forced to take one in the draft. Carolina makes sense to me. Carolina still needs edge rush even after Bruce Irvin. So. Yeah, I think for my money, the Raiders and the Giants make so much sense because the Raiders can miss. They can go big, sign on a high one-year deal, and if he gets hurt, you swung and missed. Um, you know, it re- you can justify that to your fans like we tried. And for the Giants, I mean, who knows what the fuck Gettleman wants to do here. But if you're going to try to roll with Eli, then and you're going to think that you can win, then you need a pass rusher. You just shipped out Olivier Vernon, which was great. You got a center. Now's a chance where you can sign Ziggy Ansah on a one-year deal and get at least a comp pick for him or just give yourself a chance to win now if that's what you want to do. Yeah, the other team I was thinking about is the Patriots. I don't. I know uh, Brady's got kind of a mold for his, his edges, but like that's a team that you can kind of see them just go, okay, well, you know, we we lost our edge guy. Let's go get this guy to bargain, and we'll he'll have twelve sacks next year, and we'll be like, oh. And they got Michael Bennett too. Yeah, I mean, they, yeah, exactly. They could. He could. <laughs> Phil knows what he's doing over there forever. If I'm a new GM, I'm just watching what Bill Belichick does, and I just do everything as 
possible to do just i think there's teams that do that but i think that at the end of the day it's also the scheme and other things too it's they like have teams try they just don't have it all yeah, yeah i mean if it was easy like yeah. romeo cornell would have been successful 100%. exactly you know like you got to be able to keep yeah. guys in shape you got to be able to change that right, culture right. to that successful, and it's tough yeah. i mean belichick's one of a kind uh but there are two guys that are also kind of available through trade you have john ross from the Bengals. Uh, nobody seems to have bitten on that. Do you see anybody going after him? Obviously, he's got value. I think, it, yeah, them gauging the market, you know, let's let everybody know he's available. They probably didn't get any bites or anything worthy. Because, um, I mean, realistically, if you're if you're giving up on a, a draft pick just two years ago, uh, it's hard to sell that you know you can't <laughs> how do you hey you, you, you like what are you asking for you it's like Devontae Parker the, yeah. the previous year you were like and, and te- there's team we as fans are definitely intrigued but do it is actual like ownership and management do they go you know there's not going to be an issue with this guy why do they want to get rid of him after two years right I do think it was all smoke I think they were trying to gauge value and I think now they just have to sit with him yep. yeah well there's one more guy uh who might be available Dustin I apologize for even bringing this up but Jadavion Clowney could be available from the Texans. I kind of think he could be traded. Um, there was a report that came out not that long ago that he and D Ford were available. And then later on was um, they really didn't want to just lose him. They didn't want to pay him. And they were available for less than a first-round pick. And just a few days after that news, that, that uh, report dropped, D Ford goes for a straight second. Obviously, Jadavion Clowney can fetch a little bit more value. He's a better player. Do you think the Texans are going to pay him, or are they going to ship him out? Um, I don't think we trade him, but that's just personally. I don't see what – unless you were to get a first and a, another pick, like I don't I don't think it's worth it. I mean, I get, I get what you're saying, and I, I heard those same things, but – I don't really see why, you know, we have this stout defense, but like we all talked about earlier, did we really get that much better? No. So if, you know, if you trade away Clowney, now you're closing what in our head is a Super Bowl window with a quarterback on a rookie deal. So I think we keep everything intact on the defensive side of the ball, especially, you know, our second best defensive player, Clowney. It's hard to justify a move like that. Yeah, it's tough. We're not in the situation to be doing that. We're not the Raiders. Like, if we were the Raiders, yeah, it would make sense. They, right. they did that, and they did it well. As much as everyone hated them for the Cleo Mack trade, look where they're at right now. It's not that, you know, it, it, hindsight's twenty twenty, but it looks looks like a decent trade. <laughs> it looks yeah. like a decent move for them. We'll see. Well, I mean, it comes down to just one thing. Do you want to pay him? Because if you're not going to pay him, you need to trade him and get something. And, I mean, like we said on the first pod, though, this is this is the window to try and win, right? Yes. You know, while yeah. Watson's on his yes. his contract, so you don't trade away your second best defender. No, I think they have plans to to get a deal going this, yeah. this season. So it makes the most sense. I'm sure they have cap space, but Watson and Clowney are going to get expensive real quick, and then D Hop needs something. And D Hop's going to get a contract. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, he, again, it's going to happen quick. Yeah. So moving on, we want to play a little bit of a game. Um, we talked about doing a quarterback game. So we're going to talk about who will be the starter for every team on week eight. Um, the rules are going to be if you get a correct guess of uh, the incumbent quarterback or like a new quarterback, then you get one point. If you can correctly guess who the new quarterback is, you get an additional two points for that team. So if you go ahead and guess uh, Eli Manning for the Giants, you get one point. 
But if you guessed the rookie quarterback that takes his job in week eight, then you would get three points. Uh, so you're guessing week one and then week eight? No, you're just guessing the team by week eight. If So say it's the Giants. Will it be Eli or no? And if no, who will it be? Okay. In a sense. Okay. And this is all injury dependent. So if if uh, Carson Wentz gets another injury, heaven forbid, then you don't have to guess, you know, the injured quarterback. We're going to skip that point, and it's not a big deal. All right? So I've, I've pulled out eight teams that I think are debatable at least, if not most definitely will be making a change. Uh, we're going to go through those teams. And if you can accurately predict them, then you get your points. So let's start with the New York football giants. Who do you have starting week eight? Dustin? All right. So by week eight, um, I am going to say that the New York football giants finally decide to move on from Eli Manning. Um, Just, (laughs) I mean, it was an obvious decision about two years ago, but at some point the pressures of just everything has to go, okay, it's time to move on. So I think it's going to be Daniel Jones. I think that, that that pick that they acquired from Cleveland at 17, I believe at 17, that's a perfect pick for Daniel Jones. I don't think he's worth it. And if I were you guys, I'd be pretty excited um, about that that draft pick there. But, uh, yeah, I think by week eight you have a rookie quarterback in New York. Uh, I'm going to go Eli Manning. I, I think they stick with Eli Manning. and They've shown that they're stubborn in that. So I'm just going to stick with Eli. That's my analysis. All right. <laughs> I agree. Eli ain't going anywhere. He's got he's got a picture of Mr. Mara doing something very wrong. Yeah. There's no other explanation. Uh, but from uh, a logical about, standpoint, sure. Dustin's take sure. absolutely makes the most sense. But. No, I mean, I, I, I can see it happening. I mean, it continues to happen every year, so it's not shocking. It's they not like, just traded Odell Beckham and got yeah. Golden Tate. Yeah. So, yeah, it, everything's on the table. <laughs> uh, the Redskins. Dustin. This one's tough. Week eight, Josh Rosen will be the starter of the Washington Redskins. Yeah, it'll be week one too. But uh, yeah, they they are going to go ahead and, and, and make the trade, um, and we'll see. I'll, I'll explain that a little bit more later when we get to the Cardinals. But uh, who do you think, Tyler? I'm going to go Case Keenum. Uh, I just he seems to kind of just thrive in these situations where it, it seems like it shouldn't happen, and he ends up being the quarterback. Um, Maybe they take a, a, a rookie. I don't know which one they would take. Um, or draft a rookie, sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I'll go Case Keenum. Yeah, I don't hate that. Yeah, I'm, going, I'm going Keenum, too. They already made that trade for him. They're already in bed with him. They're, they're still got fingers crossed that Alex Smith can walk again. I don't think they make a trade for a young guy until they know what Alex Smith is going to give them. And at that point, it's going to be middle of the season. I don't think you trade for Rose in week eight and start him. It's just in my head, no way. Uh, how about the Buccaneers? Tyler, you start. Mm, I'm going to go Jameis. I think that uh, I, I, the Arians uh, hire is probably my favorite as far as benefiting the quarterback. Uh, I love what this will do for Winston. I, I wish if – I don't wish. Um, but if Jackson was still there and, and, and Arians had to, got to play with, with Evans, Jackson, and Godwin – and O.J. Howard, I, I was really excited to see that. But I still think um, the offense should, should should improve a lot, and I think that Jameis will be there. Yeah, I um, I don't think Jameis will be there. I think Jameis sucks, which is unfortunate <laughs> because, to me, Jameis is one of the best quarterbacks coming out in scouting. But um, I do think 
that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to go ahead and draft a guy. Um, I think they'll get – I think that makes sense. I think Aaron's being there. He's going to find a quarterback he likes and goes, okay, if this doesn't work out with Winston, we're going to go get him. I think it's going to be Will Greer, um, the kind of guy that can play in Arian-style offense. Um, yeah, I mean, Will Greer can't throw past 30 yards without taking like four hop steps perfect and for, sprinkling pixie dust. I think it's absolutely a perfect fit with Arians. I totally think, and I actually think he's going to, it's unfortunate because I think he's going to rise up boards. Um, Why do you think he's a perfect fit for Arians? I, I think that any quarterback would be a decent fit with, with uh, Bruce Arians, but I just think that for value, where you're going to go, because you're not going to be able to get one of the top four quarterbacks, but getting a guy like Will Greer in the third round, I don't think Jameis Winston is any good. I think what's going to happen is they're going to go, okay, let's move on, and let's just play this guy. And I don't Week 8's not that – that's not – Jameis Winston's had four years, four and a half years. Now. I don't think Arians takes this job unless he truly, truly feels that he that, can win with Winston. And I, think so I, think I think he thinks he can win with the team. A I, don't, sized leash. I think he thinks he can win with the roster. I don't think he, he thinks he can win with Winston, we'll, but we'll see. Okay. I, I agree. I think, yeah. Uh, I think it's Locke. Okay. I think uh, Drew Locke is a Carson Palmer player. He is a prototype. Air it the hell out. Um, and I, I think he's going to see an inaccurate project that he just falls in love with. And Winston's shenanigans will be gone. Um, I just I, – I, I can't. I can't think Jameis is going to do anything good. He's shown absolutely nothing to me. Yeah, I agree with you. To anybody. So you think that um, – real quick, just you think that they, the Buccaneers take Locke at five? Yeah. Yeah. I, or or trade bit down Bad. a little bit depending on how the board works, but I I, I think Drew Locke is perfect. Yeah. Um, Cardinals. I I'm gonna say Kyler. Same. There's. I actually love Josh Rosen, but I don't. I mean, number one, Cliff Kingsbury comes in. If he wants Kyler, he's getting Kyler. Agreed. Yeah. I, I mean, you guys have to think that I think that too, because obviously I I think Rosen's gone. So, uh, yeah, I think Kyler Murray. I think there's been enough smoke. Around Kyler to Arizona, to yeah, it, yeah, I think it makes too much sense. Agreed. All right, so what about the Titans? Mariota, even I'm, I'm boring, man. But this like, is disgusting. But Mariota, yeah, <laughs> he's Mariota. I was such a huge fan of coming out, and now he's a quarterback that I get really, really frustrated watching. He's I, I hate the red zone stat that pops up every single time uh, there's a Titans game. Oh, oh, he's he's not throwing an interception in the red zone. It's because he doesn't take any fucking chances. Because he it. hasn't thrown a touchdown either. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I actually still believe that Mariota can take a step forward. He's never going to be what we thought come out of the draft. But, yeah, I'm, I, I, I think it's Marcus. I don't, I don't see them moving on from him yet. Because he doesn't have the problems that Winston has. And he at least produces a little. Yeah. And he's won a playoff game. Yeah. I mean, like – that's going to buy you some time. Uh, Miami Dolphins. Sign Fitzmagic, who's starting week eight. It's, it's Fitzmagic all year long for me. I mean, may, maybe there's a chance that whoever whoever the backup is, who I don't even – I, I wouldn't, wouldn't even know his name, but uh, there's a chance that maybe, you know, Fitzpatrick Patrick has one of those four interception games and gets benched. But, I mean, Miami has a plan, and their plan is to tank for the next year. That was what the signing was. It was to sign a, a vet that they can throw out there and still sell tickets and get them to 2020 draft. Um, I think they're actually going to surprise somebody and, and take a quarterback. I don't know which one. Um, I'll, I'll, I'm going to just throw it against the wall and go Haskins. Maybe they move up for him. I don't know. You think they're going to trade up Could to get Haskins after all the talk? I don't know. 
I don't know what Miami's going to do with the quarterback position. I mean, I think the safe pick, I've, I've been safe with every single one I've said the quarterbacks. I want to say Fitzpatrick, <laughs> but it's like I'm, I'm going to take a risk and try to sco- score those two points. I want Haskins. Haskins. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Bengals. This is where I'm going to say Haskins. Okay. I think they're in the prime position to trade up. He's the Ohio boy. I think he is everything they wanted Dalton to be. Uh, he He's... He's tough enough to handle that Cincinnati crowd. I think they're going to love him. I think Haskins goes. I think the trade-up happens here. I hope I'm wrong, but I'm going to go Dalton. I I hope I'm wrong. Again, another quarterback that I just... The Red Rocket, rise again. Can't stand watching. Yeah. I, I'm, I, this was Haskins for me, too. Yeah. Um, I wanted, yeah. I, I like the fit there, too. I don't love what they've done this offseason, but I do like... I, I like Haskins is my quarterback one. Um I think he should go at four. I mean, like I said earlier, it wouldn't be the end of the world if the Raiders took him at four. I think that's the highest I could see him going. Uh, but, yeah, if the Bengals can make a trade to get up there, you know, seven, six, uh, around that area and take Haskins, I think that's a good move. So, yeah, I'd say Haskins at week eight. You guys are both wrong. Yeah. All right, last one. Actually, a very good Denver chance Bronx. that we're all wrong here. <laughs> very good chance that all of us are wrong often. All right, and our last team, uh, Denver Broncos. Just traded for an in-the-prime Flacco, um, obviously <laughs> the incumbent. Yeah, took the words right out of my mouth. I'm going to go Joe Flacco. He's in his prime. Hard to bench a guy in his prime. Yeah, uh, this is tough. Uh, I, I think that they draft Drew Locke. Um, I think they've got, they go with Drew Locke and, and Joe Flacco going into the season. It seems like Elway's been married to Locke before any of, you know, any of this uh, combine stuff happened. It just kind of seems at 10, that's where he's going. And so I'm going to keep rolling with that and say Drew Locke by week eight is uh, the starter in Denver. And if that's true, that means Drew Locke sucks. So. Yeah, that's the problem. If Elway drafts yep. you, you're, you, you're just yeah. you're, oh, yeah. you're garbage. <laughs> you just, hey, hey, Elway, what do you think of this guy? You don't like him? Great, I'm drafting him. It's not the quarterback evaluator you uh, want on your. No, it's not. <laughs> All right, 24 available points on the board. We'll tally that up week eight. That'll be fun to see. Week one, we'll give a, an update. Week four, we'll give an update, and we'll uh, we'll see where we stand. We'll have to come up with a bet right before training camp after some of these uh, drafts come in, and uh, and see what we want to see what we want to bet see on. Where we're at. All right. So moving on, uh, we asked you guys on Twitter. We said send us some questions. We want to answer them and have a chat with you. So let's do that. Um, you guys ready? Let's get it. Let's get it. All right. Eric Nelson, uh, at Eric Nelson 50, sends NFC West, NFC West free agent signings and the over-under for wins for each team. Well, Eric, we can't answer your question because Tyler's a prick about giving over-under wins in, uh, in March. Um, but we can combine that with a, another question, um, that says, who's the biggest threat to the Rams to win the NFC West? I like that. So let's talk a little bit about this and the NFC West and the, the power changes. So who's the biggest threat to, to upset the Rams? I think the fun pick would be the Niners, but I have, I don't know how Jimmy G's going to be. I don't think their defense is ready quite yet. And I mean, it's got to be the Seahawks. It has to be. I'm going to go Niners. Uh, I'm going to say that it all gets put together. Um, they land Nick Bosa. Okay. Um, the defense gets better because of that. They, they have D Ford on the other side, speed rushing. Um, I think it, they kind of put that together. It's hard to bet against Russell because every year you go, there's not much of a roster around him, and somehow he gets them to 9 to 10 wins, and you're like, okay, well, he did it again. 
So um, I am going to go with San Francisco because it is fun, and I root for fun, um, and I think that competition would be would be cool. Uh, but yeah, Seattle will yeah. always be there. I think they need. Yeah, I think you don't you don't bet against the best quarterback in the division, and that's Russell Wilson. Right. Uh, like you can like Jared Goff all you want, you can like whoever all you want, but Russell Wilson right now is by far the best quarterback in that division, and I think you have to stick with the Seahawks then. And to go off that, what quarterbacks currently are you taking over Russell Wilson? Like he's got to, he's top three, top two, he's right? Top five. I, I think he might be at third. least. I don't, I don't know, but yeah, I, he's ridiculous. He's, I, I used to think that uh, him and Andrew Luck being compared to was ridiculous, um, but it's crazy. He surpassed him. Yeah, that's. I was, was wrong. I was wrong. <laughs> oh, that was a cute little voice crack at a great moment right there. Um, who do you think? Oh, I'm sorry. Next question from. At Fallinator007. Oh, no, we are not Who taking questions from him. <laughs> this will be his last question. <laughs> Matt, if you're listening, you're, you're just Shouts you're to Matt. after this. Uh, who do you think the most overrated player in the draft is, and who do you think the most underrated player in the draft is? Go ahead, D. Okay. Um, I think that the most overrated player in the draft – uh, probably Montez Sweat. Uh, he's an edge rusher from... What? Yeah, I'm not a huge Montez Sweat guy. This um, is where the debates come out. Yeah, this is, this is good. This is, this and this is good because this is where I I flourish. I love the draft. And I love talking about it. But Montez Sweat ran a 4-4-1 at the Combine, and everyone got erect. And I just... It wasn't on tape. That's Pause. all. It Pause. wasn't on tape. Uh, I didn't see it on tape with him. I didn't see him, you know... Giving you the did motive. you watch tape? Yes. Were you watching the right number? Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah, I did. I, I very tape, much we, watched it. We crunched the tape. We crunched. Yeah, I'm the not numbers. a big Montez Sweat guy, especially when I'm seeing him mocked five to Tampa Bay. I think that's, that's insane. crazy. Actually. I think that's insane. Yeah. So um, underrated. I mean, that's what I'm saying. I think he's overrated. I think that and that's the point. Is I'm seeing him mocked five. I think he should be going early twenties. So. And who's your underrated? Uh, give me a second. You go. Okay. <laughs> uh, mine. I, I'm. I don't want to catch too much flack for that. I don't think Haskins is that good. Uh, I, I think that him being drafted... I think if you're a quarterback and you're being drafted top five potentially, which he's being mocked um, occasionally or consistently, uh, I think your ceiling should be a top eight to ten quarterback. And obviously it's a long way before we know that. I just don't see um, anything special on tape when I watch him. I don't think his accuracy is that great. I don't think he's got a great arm. Uh, I don't think his mobility is great. Um, maybe he does develop into a, a really good player. I just don't see what other people are seeing. Um, I think he does things well. I don't think he does anything great. And I think as a quarterback prospect, if I'm going to be taking you top ten, top five, you better better have something, something uh, special going. Yeah. going for you. And I just don't see it. So, um, and are you on your underrated, or I could go my underrated? Yeah, you can go. You go. Uh, underrated, another Ohio State, Paris Campbell. Um, it's it's weird though because when it, when you say he's underrated, it's some people some people think uh, that he is the tenth best receiver, and then some people actually do see the hype and they're mocking him in the first round. So it's I, I guess he's just one of my one of the most interesting prospects. I'm I want to see him. I think a, it would, a one fit would be Green Bay. Um, very good in the slot. I think that he could create separation. Um, I think he has really good hands. Uh, he's yeah my. One of my favorites. Yeah, I don't think he's the best receiver on his team in the draft, but that's my own personal opinion. Um, okay. If we're going to go... Flex. Go on. 
<laughs> no. <laughs> uh, another. Uh, this guy's not underrated, but he's. I mean, he's always going to be underrated to me. Um, I think DJ Hawkinson is the next Travis Kelsey, and I'm going to continue to toot his horn until he gets taken in the top ten. Um, he's he's a stud. There's everything about his game. You have a complete tight end from day one that can start and you know catch the ball all over the field, block at any you know at any position. It's it's just cool. So he's my uh, he's my underrated guy. Uh, for me, I'm going to have both of these guys in the top 10. I think Devin White is way better than people are talking about, but because edge rushers there and quarterbacks are available, he's not going to get taken because positional value. Um, but Devin White is a game-changing franchise cornerstone player, and I don't understand why he is not mocked at like three and four right now. Um, my overrated is DK Metcalf. Uh, I think all the tools are there. I think he's absolutely worth a bet. Uh, but he is a bet who has not shown that he can run a route tree like you need to in the NFL. And I just I, – I, I would love to see him succeed. I would love to have him on my team. But I would also hate to whiff on drafting him six because I feel like that's a real possibility I, with him. I agree, too, that he is a huge gamble. I think that the tough thing when you are doing these kind of questions or during the draft process, people have these opinions on players. I think a lot of these questions aren't answered when you actually meet with a player. And so like, if you were to meet with Doriel Green Beckham who had all the traits and you met with him, you'd be like, okay, like I could see where the laziness is. Like I, I, I would be, I would be curious from what I've seen from Metcalf and AJ Brown, those guys seem like they're going to work their fucking asses yeah. off and they seem like guys who are have are going to put the energy and effort into it. And so I would gamble on DK Metcalf just from what I've seen. But like you said, it, 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 I would too, but I wouldn't gamble him on him six. It, right. That's the thing. And like I I, I, If I'm in the top 10, there's too many players of can't miss possibility yeah. at the position that you absolutely need. I, I don't, I don't know if I take them there, but I, I do understand the gamble on him. Yeah. And, and like uh, you said, yeah, top 10, you have to hit on the player. You have to, you know, you can't be taking gambles. I'm with you. At Spencer underscore Vine, mm. what's y'all issue with Cam Newton? <laughs> I, I, I will, I'm going to happily uh, start this one off. I think Cam Newton is incredible. I think he's a physical specimen. I think at times he's been underrated, but I think he can't throw a football well. He has horrible mechanics. He doesn't look where it's going. He has a horrible spiral. He's inaccurate. And quite frankly, he's a little dumb. Um, and also he doesn't dive on a football in a Super Bowl. I will never forgive that. I, that would piss me off if I was a Panther fan. And I also have no idea how you go a month without sex uh, in an effort to make yourself smarter because that's not really how that works. Um, you can up your testosterone levels, sure. It's a, it's a fine way to do in short bursts, but it does not make you smarter long-term by just having one month of no sex. Uh, I just think he's stupid. Yeah. I mean, anybody who follows me on Twitter knows I'm not a Cam Newton fan. Um, he's got all the tools, but his mechanics, like you said, are terrible. He throws off his back foot every other throw. Um, sales passes. Um, just not consistent. And, and that's what you look for at the position. Like, are you gonna? Can you win the mental game? And at the end of the day right now, Cam has not shown that he can do that. Uh, yeah. Also, roll damn tide. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cam is fun. Cam is good for the league. Right. Um, yeah. Cam is exciting, and he makes some plays where you drop you drop your jaw. But 
do I want Cam as my quarterback? Absolutely not. I mean, I don't know how many times I've watched Cam Newton just soar the ball over Greg Olson's head, and you're just like, man, like, to get it right, set your feet. But and that's it doesn't look like it's going to get fixed. We're, we're, it's, we're talking about uh, quarterbacks that would thrive under Arians. That Cam Newton is a guy that I just want to see him not under Rivera. Like, go get an offensive mind. Yeah. And but he, did, you know what? With Turner last year, he did play really well. Or he improved. Improved so. until he hurt himself. Yeah. He was he was he was very obviously hurt last yeah. year, and yeah. I think that was that was uh, you could tell. At Chris underscore Edwards twenty one, who's the best division currently heading into the twenty twenty season? I will not accept the NFC East as an example. <laughs> um, first of all, we are going into the twenty nineteen season. Uh, so, no. Dustin, <laughs> do you care? Hey, I care about being right. <laughs> Dustin, uh, do you care to weigh in on the division uh, rankings two years from now? <laughs> two years from now, yeah. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to pass on that one. But uh, for this year, going into this year, you know, is it crazy to think that, like, the AFC East? No. No, no it's not crazy. <laughs> you know, it, they're just kind of all well-rounded. Obviously, you're, you got the Dolphins at the bottom who still don't really know what they're doing. But the other two teams seem to know, have a plan, and they're building around their young quarterbacks. So uh, it wouldn't shock me if the, that you know that division had three teams in the playoffs or something like that. I mean, that wouldn't be that crazy. Like, that's, uh, that's, I think that's my pick. I would either choose the NFC South uh, because the Saints, Panthers, Falcons, I just feel like all can – make noise in the playoffs um or maybe the AFC West just because of how top heavy it is um but yeah but the bottom half right that's, that's where it's clearly a bottom half agreed yeah I, in I my head I, I would I want to say like the AFC South because all four teams could conceivably make the playoffs the yeah and, but, but, see, but then they lack then they lack no but, the but we're yeah. fake good dude and that's and that's just being in the division it's just we're it's not we're not that good but i, I agree with you and that was a thought i had in my head i was like oh you know it happens that you know we what? have three teams make the division from our the from our division a couple times in the last couple of years and it could happen again but the Titans aren't any good when they made the playoffs. Like, I, if, we're head, if we're going, well, they, they could be getting better. I mean, if Corey Davis takes a step, you had a first-year head coach last yes. year, and they reworked their offensive coaching staff a little bit. It's not crazy to think that Corey Davis takes a step that um, Mark or Derrick Henry gets a couple more touches and they change up their rushing attack. It's not crazy to me to think that the Titans could jump to a ten and six, eleven and five team, and win a tight division where everybody else just doesn't take control. Yeah. Of them. It's also not crazy to me to think the Colts or the Texans run away with it, and it's not crazy to me to see Nick Foles make some magic with a good defense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, in my head, I, I think that's that's the and, answer. And but. another one, real quick, would be the NFC North. Uh, we talked about the potential of the Packers. Um, the Bears obviously took a, a huge step last year, and then the Vikings. Uh, they're a question mark. I don't know about the Lions, but um, that would be another competitive. I would I would probably say the South, but the North would be my second NFC. Okay, uh, at Philly Sports Max, how does the AFC South shake out? Do the Texans have it locked up? Colts make it interesting. How scared is Dustin Isbell of Big Dick Nick and the Jags? Cry face emoji. Yeah, so I mean, like I said earlier, the Colts are the favorite in my opinion. Do I think that we could win the division? Sure. Um, I think it's competitive on all aspects. Every team does have, like we just talked about, you just said that they could be the best division in, in uh, football next year. Um 
it's kind of a crapshoot, really. Um, I always think we're going to beat teams with inferior quarterbacks. Um, so I, I always think that we're going to get easy regular season wins. That kind of always puts us around that 10-win mark. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I, I'm not too scared of the Jags. We've talked about this on the last podcast. Um, that isn't something that I'm too worried about. But, uh, yeah, the, I mean, the Colts. The Colts are the team. That, I, would, I would agree. The Colts are the yeah. team to beat. Um, I, would, I would probably put Colts, Texans, Jags, Titans, as far as my yeah. rankings. Yeah. yeah, that's me too. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, another question from him. So, Max, this is your last question for the next five years. Uh, <laughs> thoughts on the Eagles potentially bringing back Blunt? In my opinion, it's much easier to uh, be a good running back by committee with a guy like Blunt, who can get you tough yards, would be cheap, and can get another running back in the second round. Uh, two things. Howie is not drafting a running back in the second round. Uh, it's just it's not happening. I, I, I don't see him ever doing that. Um, you have a point with the style of running. Um, however, Blunt's not it anymore. I think Ajayi makes way more sense. Um, we know how explosive he can be in the open field. We know he's a tough yardage guy. He has better hands than Blunt. He's a better pass uh, blocker than Blunt. I, I think Ajayi is by far the right move to pair with Clement. Uh, and then you go draft maybe two guys or draft a guy and an undrafted free agent later. Um, so I think you have the right move, but I don't think Blunt's the right guy. Yeah, there's just too many too many options. I mean, there's Duke Johnson out there. There's maybe uh, Jordan Howard. There's Jay Ajayi, like you mentioned. I'm, just, I'm not a fan of just going back to LeGarrette Blunt. It's just... I mean, I, I hate LeGarrette Yeah. I mean, <laughs> just, I've, I've vocally expressed my distaste for him last year when he was keeping on Johnson on the bench in Detroit. And that was frustrating, but I, it's time to move on from that. I mean, he was never that – he fit a role, and it worked when you guys won. But, like but – People forget, Eagle fans were clamoring for him to be benched in the beginning of the season. Yes. He was terrible. <laughs> and then he finally, when it got colder and the O-line started to dominate, he played a little better, and especially during the playoffs. But Garrett Blunt wasn't great here. No. <laughs> he does one thing well. It's when he can get into the second level, he's very difficult to tackle. Yes. But how often does he do get into the second level? I mean – right. Well, nowadays he's not going to, and I, I, I think at some point he just got to move on from him. But I, I understand the thought. You're in the right, you're in the right ballpark, but you got the wrong guy. Um, at Chris Bannister two says, what are three keys for the Packers to get back to the playoffs? Uh, Aaron Rodgers' health. Aaron Rodgers' health. Aaron Rodgers not dying. Took the words right out of my mouth. That's it. That's <laughs> it. Uh, yeah, I mean, you upgraded your defensive line. You upgraded your defensive backs. Um, uh, if you go and get a pass catcher like uh, a Fant as a tight end or you go get another wide receiver to pair with Adams, you have some decent guys already that were rookies last year. You have Aaron Jones. You have a better offensive line. You got a better coach. I just – if Aaron Rodgers plays 16 games, you're, you're dangerous. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I saw this question, and I think it's let Aaron Rodgers be Aaron Rodgers. Um, it is run the ball. Yes. Yes. Run the ball with I, Aaron Jones. That was where I was going. And – Find a way to keep your defensive line fresh. So get a good scheme where you're constantly rushing other multiple edge guys so that you can continue to create a pass rush. Um, keep those guys healthy because it's a long road to the Super Bowl. We've seen guys like Drew Brees kind of have that second push at the end of their career because they start running the ball, and that's what their coaches yes. realize. And Aaron Rodgers we've only seen in like a pass-first offense uh, it's geared just for him, but – if, if we get a running game for Aaron Rodgers, that offense could be scary. Yep. Aaron Rodgers with a play action? Come on. It's over. 
Yeah, I, if Aaron Rodgers plays 16 games, it doesn't really matter. Um, I mean, he, he won with Mike McCarthy. He can win with anybody. Yeah. Um, last question. At Brandon underscore Stein. First of all, don't you fucking quote tweet when I say reply with your question. Don't do that. Don't be that guy. Don't make me click on multiple windows for you. Shouts to Lou. So, uh, no, but this is actually a fantastic question. Uh, I'm excited to ask it this. It is my favorite. So, who would be your sneaky athletic, 100% grit starting five, or maybe five sneaky athletic players you'd start a football franchise with? So, I love this question. Which one do we want to do? Five football guys or starting five basketball? I don't mind either. Well, it's it's tough to do. Like, is it just any unathletic white guy? Or, I think uh, we should pick five gritty football players that you'd want to play basketball. Oh, oh, so all X X tight or all uh, X? No, they don't have to be tall. They're tight ends. No, I could, I could, we could do this. Uh, so we'll just we'll just go in order here. We'll kind of let's do six. We can all pick two guys, and we'll yeah. we'll make a, a six man. So with my first pick, I'm going to grab the, our small forward. I'm going to grab uh, Aaron Rodgers. Um, he is much quicker than he looks, and I have it on good authority that he is a mid-range king. Um, and so I like a little bit of that uh, that Paul Gasol. Okay. So that's what I'm getting out of my Aaron Rodgers. Um, okay. Uh, are we just each going one by one? Yeah, we'll just still do uh, six. Yeah. Mine is my probably one of my favorite players in the league. Uh, we'll go Adam Thielen. Uh, that's my guy. He constantly doesn't get enough credit for how awesome or how often he cooks DBs. He's not your typical white guy, guys. Give this man the credit he deserves. He's a top, in my opinion, he might be the fifth or sixth best receiver in the league. Doesn't get enough credit. That's my guy. He's he's a guy that, that is athletic. Like, he picks up a, a ball, and he's just good at it. That's what he yeah. seems like. Yeah. I fucks with That's him. a good starting two right yeah. there. That's our shooting guard. I like it. <clears throat> We got Dustin. Uh, I'm going to roll with a fullback. I'm going to go with James Devlin. Is he our center? Is he he's our He's going to be our anchor, okay? <laughs> you know when you go to the, the Y and you're playing basketball and you see just the really big guy? He's like he's like five feet tall, but he's just huge. He's like, I'm going to keep guys up. Super the annoying. That's what James So Draymond, Draymond Green. Yeah, James Devlin's going to be that for us. Uh, he's got all the grit you need. Um, so that, that's my pick there. Uh, all right. Um, not necessarily – a full grit guy, but plays the grit role. I think I'm going to say uh, pick a between two. Let's go with Travis Kelsey. Mm, uh, you know, he's got the good. He's got the good hair. He looks all movie star, and then he puts on a, a helmet, and he'll go bash you with all the grit. He'll fall down on a route just to get open for you. He'll jump over. So uh, I'm going to go with uh, a nice power forward here. And go grab Travis Kelsey. Love that pick, Anthony. And he's also dating one of the most attractive <laughs> women in the world. Holy shit. Um, he had a show, right? He had like a show yeah. about finding love. <laughs> <laughs> what a it guy. Worked out. It worked out. <laughs> I don't know if it was her or not. I don't know. Uh, um, another, All right. What's that? No, go ahead, Todd. Uh, another. Uh, who do I want to go here? I'm, you know what? I feel gross picking from the same team, but I'm going to go Harrison Smith. Uh, another one of. Uh, Guy, just one of my favorite football players. Um, one of the best safeties in the league. Uh, I have no idea if he could actually play basketball, but we're talking grit. We're talking um, the mentality. He's our TJ McConnell. He's our point guard. Yeah. He covers tight ends. He covers wide receivers. Yeah, yeah. I love Harrison. Smith. I see it. I see it. 
All right, so I'm really excited about our sixth man here. Um, yeah, this he's he, hype man score off the bench. He is going to be our hype man. We're bringing him out of retirement, Danny Woodhead. Oh, Danny Woodhead, <laughs> gonna, the Lou Williams the, of the Sneaky Athletic yes. Podcast basketball team. Danny Woodhead is going to be the face of our team. He 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 just embodies grit. So yes. I'm excited to have him on the roster. I love it. Yeah, I think. I think Jimmy Graham was an obvious choice, but just doesn't have enough grit. Mm-hmm. Uh, He's not gritty enough. Um, you know, you love the idea of uh, of any Patriots wide receiver mm-hmm. that's not named Josh Gordon over the last five years. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I think this is a solid six man rotation right here. This is a playoff. This is a uh, this is a losing six games playoffs, but we won hard and we you right. know beat we you went up. hard. Yeah, yeah, they're <laughs> bruised a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Made our fathers proud. All right, well, we want to thank you guys for listening. Um, But we also want to go ahead and do something cool with our podcast. We don't want this to just be a chance to talk about football and have a drink, although that's fantastic. Um, We want to do some good with this podcast. So obviously we're not sponsored by anybody. We're brand new. Um, But we want to give you guys a chance. We're actually going to let you sponsor the podcast. So, however, we don't want you to give us the money. If you, the listener, uh, donate money to a cause that you care about, whether it's a local animal shelter, whether it's Children's Miracle Network, whatever, whatever's near and dear to your heart, um, as long as it's not some girl on Snapchat for foot pics. Um, send us proof of what you donated to um, and give us a little message that you want to send out there and we will read you off as a sponsor for the podcast for that day. Um, I think it would be fun. Uh, see what our what our homies can do and uh, see the good that we can spread in the world. Uh, I mean, like like I said earlier, um, we just want to thank everybody for the support. Uh, so many people sharing, so many people listening. Um, I, it wasn't just on Twitter; it was on Instagram, uh, Facebook. I mean, to just to thank you, everybody, for for uh, the support and um, listening and give us a chance. Yeah, it, it's tough to start something like this. It's a very saturated thing, and it's really cool to have some people that are out there, you know, constantly retweeting. Um, Shouts to all my friends that sent in literally every single question. Um, I appreciate that, <laughs> or we wouldn't have had many questions to read. Um, we appreciate you guys. And, and uh, one more thing, me and Dee just kind of show up and just talk, uh, but Anthony is putting all the effort behind scenes. Um, he's, he's the one having to edit uh, even when I... I I, I watched the f bombs today. Um, <laughs> you did a no. good job. I'm very proud of you. Um, I think I had actually. I think I actually outnumbered you. Today. <laughs> no, but uh, he is the one uh, doing his best to make us sound halfway decent. Um, and so, thank you to you, sir. We appreciate you. So this is a labor, but it's a labor of love. I love doing it. We love getting together, and we love that we give you guys a chance to sit back, relax, have a drink, and talk football with us. So for Tyler. For Dustin, fan of the only Texas pro football team, I am Anthony. Cheers, boys. Cheers, boys. Bring on 50. If I can't do it, homie, can't be done. I'ma let the champagne bottle pop. I'ma take it to the top. Show, I'ma make it hot, baby.